humanity at large is in a crisis. And the crisis is, is we have disowned a large chunk of who we are because we've deemed it shameful. We've deemed it not worthy. Welcome to Unleashed. I'm Alexi Panos, life, love, and business strategist, leadership trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you found the place for getting real, no BS, tools, strategies, and inspiration on how to live your fullest potential, unlock your most authentic expression, and create a life and business that you're completely obsessed with. It's time to remove the chains that have been keeping us small. And it's time to live life unleashed. I want to talk about disassociation with what we have labeled feminine energy. And we've kind of pushed away this feminine uncertainty. We've pushed away the the need for the seasonal, ever-changing, ever-evolving life. And we've become really obsessed as a society with what we would deem more of a masculine quality, which is a very planned, very productive, very controlled, very outcome-driven way of living. And we feel like if we're not meeting these goals and these outcomes, we're essentially failing at life. And we feel like if we have any moments of uncertainty, any seasons of drought or seasons of winter where things maybe need to go inward and take time to go back into the earth and hibernate for a little bit before we come back out in spring, we don't really appreciate that. We we run from it, actually. We stay busy to cover up those times. We fill our calendars and we move hurriedly to the next thing in hopes that if, if we're doing something, at least maybe we're doing the right thing. And this conversation I was having with my friend was so interesting because I was thinking about how the world really appreciates this more masculine quality, but also appreciates the fact that if you build, if you produce, if you are on the outside, quote unquote, successful, meaning you're making money, you've got some nice things, you've got a relationship, yada, 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 then you're deemed good. You're deemed worthy. You're deemed important in the world, someone of value. But yet there's this part of all of us being that we're a part of nature, that we are nature in and of itself that has to honor the seasonal qualities of our nature. We've got spring and summer, which are more productive and creative and lighter and joy-filled and kind of outwardly expressed. And then we have fall, which is the beginning of those those fruits of our labor kind of coming back down to earth, shedding the letting go the releasing of, the letting all of that settle into the ground so that during winter, we have time to truly be with ourselves, to be in our darkness and to honor our darkness. And these seasonal qualities are so important to not only our productivity as human and spiritual beings, but to our productivity as as like human beings in society, <laughs> you know? Like 
if we are just stuffing under the rug these parts and aspects of ourselves that we don't deem worthy, the parts that aren't as productive, the parts that aren't as fruitful or joyous, the parts that may be in our shadow or darkness a little more, we are essentially walking around as half of ourselves. And the other half of ourselves that we're keeping hidden is filled with so much deep shame that that shame is is literally filtering into everything that we do. So we see this now in social media. We see this in, I mean, social media is the obvious one because we're all on some sort of social media account, whether we watch YouTube videos or Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok. I mean, you name it. By the time you listen to this, there's probably 20 more. But the point is, is we see this pervasive shame and judgment all over social media. And we're so quick to judge other people. We're so quick to lash out and say something and be mean and be the person who's on the other side of the thing when really it's the war within ourselves that we're living out online with other people. Whether that's in a comment where it's very direct, or whether that's just a conversation we're having about what somebody posted. Did you see that thing? And we're judging them secretly. And it's because we are so deeply in judgment of ourselves. We are so deeply in judgment of the aspects of ourselves that we have deemed bad or unworthy or not good or not productive Um, or too feminine, or too masculine, or whatever that conversation may be. And coming back to this idea of masculine and feminine, the reason why the feminine self is so important to embrace is because it is always changing, always evolving, always growing, and it is the unknown. And I think a lot of us really get to start looking at the parts of ourselves that aren't so pretty, aren't so well-kept, aren't so well organized and start to get real about the fact that these are worthy parts of ourselves. Not that they're better than the other parts or worse than the other parts, but they're just as worthy because it's all you. It's all me. It's all us, right? And I do think that shame is one of the deepest issues we have in our society. It's why Our society, in my opinion, is so unbalanced, I guess is a word we could use, but just off kilter, I think is a better word. It's why we're so on edge. It's why we're so obsessed with proving that we're worthy. Look at me. Look how good I am. Look how many followers I have. Look how beautiful I am. Look how young I am. Whatever the thing is, look how successful I am. We're so hungry to prove ourselves because we feel such deep shame in who we actually are. We really have to embrace the fact that with nothing added, like no extras added on, no partner, no babies, no weight added or gained or lost, no money added or lost, like no additional requirements. If you just strip all that away and just take you, the being, who you are, who you came into this world as, can you believe that that's enough? Can you actually believe, like actually, not just be like, yeah, of course, it's enough, but like, can you live that way? 
Can you live as if who you are without any additional changes or fluctuations in whatever your goal is without that? Can you actually be not just happy with who you are, but like, wow, amazed. Wow, what a miracle I am. How worthy I am. All parts of me. The darkness, the light, all of it. And it's a challenging thing because we've been taught from such a young age that there are certain things that are good and there are certain things that are bad. There are certain ways we need to behave. There are certain ways we need to dress. There are certain ways we need to talk, act, achieve in order to fit in, in order to be loved, in order to be admired, in order to be revered. And the question I'm sitting in with myself as I peel back all the layers, and again, like anything, I say this often, but I'll say it again, anything that I talk about is something I'm always processing and putting myself through. It's never coming from a place of like, this is what I have mastered, and let me tell you, this is always like, this is what I'm in right now, considering for myself, and let me share it with you. So just know, I'm peeling back these questions for myself, because we really get to lean into the question of who are we without? Who am I without? Whatever you've attached your value to. So whether it's your youth, your looks, your body, your money, your success or notoriety, the recognition you get on a certain platform, um, your past, your family, who am I without those attachments? And what could I actually be, hint, hint, more of yourself, but what is that actually? Like, what is my potentiality as my fullest self? Like, if I was fully self-expressed, meaning my full self, all parts of it, all light, all dark, all good, all bad, all parts of it, if I fully expressed myself without the worry of, Will they judge me? Will this put me in a higher social status or higher ranking? And we're not doing this consciously. This is totally unconscious stuff we're doing. But if I live my life in that way, what would change? What would be possible? What might I pursue? Who might I become? What relationships might shift? Hmm. Such an interesting question to sit in. And I really believe that as a society, we're doing every single human a disservice, but especially our children. You know, I think, I think now the gift is we've got a lot of people waking up. We've got a lot of people asking more potent and powerful questions, questioning the old systems, which is awesome, and hopefully passing that down to our children. However, humanity at large is in a crisis, and the crisis is, is we have disowned a large chunk of who we are because we've deemed it shameful. We've deemed it not worthy. And it's just so interesting for us to take that finger that we're pointing outwards and that we're judging other people with. And we're saying, I can't believe she did. I can't believe he did. Look at the audacity of blah, blah, blah. And let's point it at ourselves. Let's take a look at ourselves. Let's Pull out that mirror and and really get to work 
You know, it's not convenient. It certainly isn't always pleasant, but it is the work that is required for us to truly be in our freedom. And I got to be honest, I'm so sick of seeing all the marketing and the bullshit around like financial freedom and lifestyle freedom and all that's fucking bullshit. Like, sorry, I'm calling a spade a spade, but that's bullshit. You can have all the money in the world and be a fucking prisoner to it. You know how I know? Because that's been me. I also know some of the wealthiest people in the world, literally on like the Forbes top five, top 10 list. And their money has become their prison. So it's not the money that creates the freedom. It's not the lifestyle that creates the freedom. It's not the job that creates the freedom. It's the internal conversation that creates the freedom. And if you are not willing to have the hard conversations with yourself, you will always be a slave to the ego mind. And the ego isn't necessarily a bad thing. The ego gets us a lot of stuff. <laughs> like The ego's awesome in a lot of ways. You know, the, my ego has served me in so many ways. And in more ways than it has served me, it has kept me a slave and a prisoner. And the question that I'm sitting in as I enter kind of this rebirth, about to give birth to two new babies, which is going to be a rebirth for me and a death to the old, is who am I without? And what might I be fully expressed? Like what parts of myself are not yet fully embraced, loved, and accepted by me? And, you know, just to let you in on that conversation for me, I know, I know my next lean for me is a deeper lean into my sexuality, into the relationship I have with my body. And in some ways, I feel really connected and really free and just really in relationship in that way. And in some areas, I know I'm still holding myself back because of sexual trauma, because of sexual violation, because of all the stories imprinted on me about who women are who are sexual and just all the things, right? I get to peel all that back and find my own truth within that. And I know that's my next journey. Um, I'm also leaning into mother. Like what does mother mean? Because I've got a whole bunch of societal shit around mother. And I've been peeling that back since becoming a mom to Kingston. And obviously now two more babies. But I, I have so much deep programming around mother, and how that, that archetype means a specific thing to me based on my upbringing. And can I redefine what that means for me? And the word that keeps coming through for me is reclamation, reclaiming of. And this is not just in motherhood. It's not just in sexuality. It's not, you know, in any domain of life, finances, relationship, whatever. It's the reclaiming of the self reclamation. And I invite you to sit in that word for yourself. Just sit in it. Just what does reclaiming me mean? And if there's one area of my life that I could reclaim, what's the first area that pops in? What's the most obvious area that I've been shoving under the rug out of shame 
or out of fear about what it might mean if you actually embrace that part. Maybe it's you've got a a job that you've worked super hard for and you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars getting degrees for and now you're feeling completely disenchanted. What would it mean to reclaim your passion? What would it mean to reclaim your connection in your relationship with your partner or maybe your relationship with yourself? What would it mean to own and claim your sexuality? your body, your home, your temple. This word for me is just so unbelievably powerful. And I think it's a question that we we all get to sit in in a really deep and compassionate way. Because again, when you really start peeling this back, if you're truly honest with yourself, It might be a little sad at first. It might be a little hard. There might be some traumas and things that you have to process. But just know it's the beginning. It's an opening. It's a door. It's an invitation to more of you. And, you know, as I'm saying this and and recording this, I just keep thinking about children. You know, I think about my son, how fully himself he is you know he's turning two this week and he's just fully himself there's no question on who he needs to be there's no shame around who he needs to be yet I know that that's coming I know that phase is coming as he continues to develop and there's nothing wrong with that journey either you know I think it's it's healthy that we all experience that level of being a part of the tribe and how the tribe reacts to us. There's obviously, based on results, it's a part of our evolution. And because we have the gift of consciousness, we can rise above our evolution and really begin to question how we fit into that and what games we choose to play based on how it's been and how we desire it to be. So again, the invitation for you listening is to sit in that question. What is it that I would need to even reclaim? Like, where would my reclamation begin? And maybe it's super obvious and maybe it isn't. And if it isn't, stay with it. Stay with that question and see how it unpacks for you. And if it is super obvious, hell yeah, get to work on it. Find a book, find a podcast, find a course, find something in that area that can be a breadcrumb for you and just see how it can speak to you. See how it can unpack for you. Journal about it. Talk to your friend about it. But but get real with yourself. I'm getting real with myself too on all of these different things. And that getting real is is imperative. It is the step that, that most of us aren't willing to take. And You know, so many people ask, how do I get sustainable change in personal development? I've been doing it for years and I've been working on X, Y, and Z and I can't, blah, blah, blah. And it's because we're not being real. (laughs) Like we're living in some fucking fantasy land with distinctions and we're thinking ourselves out of our lack of self-expression. And there's no way to to think your way out of it or theorize about it. We have to, we have to go through it. We have to feel it. We have to live it. We have to put it in our bones and in our body and try it on and be awkward and mess up and fall and figure it out. But that requires us getting real. And most of us 
don't want to be embarrassed by the reality of our truth. But to me, there's nothing more powerful than standing in that truth unapologetically and just going like, here's where I'm at. Like, and I'm a work in progress and it's perfect. <laughs> it's all good. Because this idea of perfection is, is laughable, if not total bullshit, right? Yes, nature is perfect, but it's perfect because of the imperfections. That's what perfect means. Like if I were to redefine perfect in the dictionary, it would say the acceptance and embracing of every imperfection, of every flaw, because you know that that flaw is especially designed to be there. And I'm, I'm putting flaw in air quotes because I don't believe in flaws. Everything that's here, no matter what you want to label it, good or bad, it's all here for us. And that's perfection. So can you embrace your imperfection? Can you embrace what you have deemed unworthy, shameful, a flaw? And then can you go deeper and say, how can I reclaim this aspect of myself? What am I missing? What have I been avoiding? What have I been judging in other people? That's a sign of where you need some reclamation for yourself. What have I been judging in other people? Ooh, that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> I love that question and I hate that question because I'm like, damn it. I can be so judgy sometimes, <laughs> right? Just me, just me, no? So yeah, sit in those questions. Um, and again, just something I wanted to share with you. It's literally something I'm still processing, which is why my podcast really doesn't have a format. <laughs> and I hope, I hope you guys vibe with it, but it's literally, I, want, I wanted to give and create content in the world that just felt more honest and felt more real time. Didn't feel as outlined, as planned, as produced. I, fun fact, I edit and produce all my podcasts. When I say I edit, that just means I put my intro and the music on. I don't edit this. Like I literally just pull it in, put the intro, put the, out, the outro music on and we're done. Upload it to iTunes, right? And it's because I was so sick of hearing overly produced, overly quote unquote perfect, outlined things that felt so contrived. And, you know, my, my stuff is not for everybody, but I hope those of you listening can appreciate that I believe we are in a new age of content. And it is my hope that content begins to shift and innovate to a more real time real insight like insight into the self we see not like 20 years later when I tell you about my biggest lesson from that thing that happened when I was 20 but like insight right now what's going on right now that I can share that hopefully is having an impact on somebody else that's what my hope is for you I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast um, as always like hit me up tag me on social media let me know if there's any topics that you want me to dive in on because I promise you, if you're thinking about stuff or going through stuff, so are a lot of us, including myself. You know, we all are kind of in this conversation of what it means to be human. And I'm so happy to jam on all the things, all the things. So 
definitely hit me up, take a screenshot, tag me in it, let me know what you're gaining from this episode or what landed for you from this episode. And if you can, take a few minutes, subscribe so you don't miss a podcast. I do release them weekly. And make sure that you leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps to get the podcast out, helps the algorithm on iTunes to promote it um, and put it in people's search feeds. And as a thank you, you can take a screenshot of that, send that to podcast at alexipanos.com. And I will send you back a super secret link that gives you access to a bunch of really cool, amazing bonus items. So if you can take 90 seconds to do that, that would be so awesome. Um, And yeah, I just, I hope you enjoyed this little top of mind thought process, share, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm pregnant. So, you know, my brain's just all over the place at this point, but uh, I love you guys. And as always, I truly appreciate your time. I really do. I think time is one of the least valued commodities on our planet. And um, if anything, I hope to remind you of that. Your time is, is so valuable and it's the one thing that we don't get back. So I appreciate you for taking the time to gain some insight into your world and I will see you on the next episode.